The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Mark Henry talk to your new TNT AEW champion Wardlow. Also during our show, the Wall Street Journal article dropped on Vince McMahon and the WWE. Some new allegations on Vince McMahon. We talk about it right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Your new TNT champion, the one and only Wardlow. Wardlow, good morning and thanks for the time today. Appreciate it and congratulations. Thank you, man. Yeah, it was uh, very, very special. I'm still on a high from it, that's for sure. Did you get a chance to see the aftermath, the, the, the pyro going off? And all of those confetti and the streamers. Dude, I was in a sandstorm of confetti. I couldn't even see in front of me. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was beautiful, like from the fan perspective, from you know, I, I as you can hear in my voice, um, I got a cold. Uh so they they made me leave the arena. And uh oh, you know, no. Tony Tony is a germaphobe. He was like, hey, do your job and leave. <laughs> so I, I got kicked out. But I was in the hotel, and I was watching, and I went, hell yeah! Like, <laughs> just like the biggest fan of all time. And to see all of that, the way that the fans saw it, man, I was like, this is... I hope he gets to see this back because uh, you you truly were a star that night and you are a star. Um, everything deserving. But did you think it was going to come this fast? Oh, man. All right. So. I'm and it's not arrogant to say yes. It's not arrogant like, to say yes. Yeah. So I'm very confident in myself. So in my eyes, I'm, I've been ready for a championship. You know, in, in my eyes, I've been ready. So I guess part of me uh, uh, believes that, yes, this is the right time. Um, I guess there is a part of me that's like, oh, wow, it, it, it's here. It's happened. Um, so it is kind of surprising. But I don't know, man. It feels right. Good, good. 
Well, take us back to Wednesday. So take us back to that moment. The match is over. You've won that championship. Like you said, you're getting buried in confetti. Like what's going through your mind in that moment? So actually, when Mark talking about watching it back, I did watch it back last night. And you can see when he counts one, two, three in the bell rings, you can genuinely see like this shocked look on my face, like this moment of realization of what just happened. Because I'm just so used to, you know, at this point, I'm almost um, programmed, you know, power bomb, foot on the chest, one, two, three, arm raise, hit the corner, pose, leave. So this time I hit the one, two, three, and then I'm like, why isn't he raising my arm? And then I was like, oh, shit, he went to go grab the championship. That's mine now. <laughs> and like it just hit me like, holy shit, I just won the title. And uh, and you see it on camera actually just come over my face, that, that, that moment of realization. So, God, that felt amazing. It just, there wasn't enough time for me to stand out there and celebrate with the fans, uh, with the confetti and the pyros and the reception they gave me. I wanted to stand out there for another hour and absorb all that. It was, it was amazing. You know, you know, uh, I mentioned this on the show uh, last week because I saw you in Jersey. You were at uh, Pandora's box where you were doing a meet and greet. And uh, when I got there and I, I said this to you in a moment, but I said it here on the air and I'll repeat it. I've never seen such a line for, and there've been hall of famers, legends that have made signings in that building. And I've never seen a line like that for you. What, you know, you know, from where you were just a couple of years ago to now, what is it like for you to know that there are so many fans, so many admirers of you that are willing to wait online for hours just for a chance for an autograph? Uh, it's a dream come true. That that's the real dream come true. Um, you know, I think I spent so much time in the shadows and in the background and you, you get to a point where you wonder like, Oh man, am I ever going to get to that next level? Um, am I ever going to be the guy, uh, you know, that fans are lined up waiting to see. And I think after so long, especially with COVID that really, man, that, that messed with me mentally. It's like, wow, I finally made my dreams come true. And now they might potentially be over. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to wrestle in front of a crowd again. And, uh, you know, so after so much doubt and so much questioning and so much time to be where I am today, oh, my God. Uh, I said yesterday um, that it, this is this must be what Thanos felt like when he collected all the, the, the Infinity Stones. And I, was like, well, I was like, at least, at least for a night, you know, I could finally breathe. It just, I could finally breathe, and it was like that moment of okay, I made it. And then I realized, all right, well, this is actually just one of the Infinity Stones. So this is what he felt like when he received the first one, because I still have many more to collect. Well, I got some good news and some bad news for you. What's the good that? news. Is that feeling that you felt? That was the reality of wrestling. That's the sense of accomplishment. 
The bad news is now the target is on your back. Everybody that ever put on a pair of boots is going to want to make their name better at the expense of beating yours. So everybody that comes into a match with you, they want to get their shit in. So be ready for every swinging dick to come to you with, this is what we're doing, this is how it's going to go, and I'm going to beat you. Mm-mm-mm. You the principal now, you get to call the shots. Are you ready to call the shots? Because some of these people are going to be your friends. Yeah, so the reason I've spent the last three years being the easiest person in the locker room to work with, you you can ask anybody in the locker room. Nobody's ever asked me to do anything that I've ever said no to. I've never said no to anything. I've been cooperative, um, and this is the reason why. I, I have done my job, and I've played my part, and I've been cooperative because now that the strap is mine and it's my turn, it's time for everybody else to be cooperative, and it's time for me to take what's mine, and it's time Amen. for them to do their job and for them to be cooperative and, uh, and, and do all the things I had to do. You know, it's my time. So, so yes. So to answer your question, yes, I'm ready because I feel like I put in the work. Um, you know, I, I, I paid my dues and, and I've been easy to work with and I've been a company man. So now that it's my time to, to grab the reins, eh, I'm ready to take control now. Well, I tell you what, Dave said it best earlier before you came on that you got a Goldberg like reaction from the crowd. He said that when the referee hit one, everybody stood up. Two, three, they're losing their minds. They never sat down. Everybody does not have that effect on pro wrestling. What do you owe that to? I owe a lot of that to God <laughs> and my parents Amen. Um, for blessing me with the, uh, you know, the physical appearance and the look uh, and myself too, I guess, for putting in the work, you know, obviously there's genetics involved, but I have busted my ass with training and dieting to look the part of what I grew up knowing was a professional wrestling superstar. Um, And then, you know, I got um, a hell of a team at AEW that have put on an incredible product and have a team of people like yourself that have helped shape me over the past three years and prep me and shape me and mold me um, to get me to this level. So a combination of, um, you know, my hard work being put in, um, you know, gifts from God and the team at AEW, I think everything rolled into one has created, fuck, this could potentially be, you know, something huge 
for, for the whole wrestling industry. Uh, I really feel I'm that guy. And, and wow. Warlow, I'm glad you put some of that back on you because we've talked before where you've had to sacrifice. I mean, there's a lot of hard work and sacrifice that goes into having a body like yours. Like, you know, the, like you mentioned earlier, like you're on, you're on a plane trip, but you have to have one of your meals or like the hours that are spent in the gym. That, there's a lot of sacrifice. And, and it's that look, that's the beginning. I mean, that's the foundation. Obviously, you've grown personality and character-wise. But that was that, that strong foundation. So kudos to you because you put in a lot of hard work and sacrifice. And it takes a lot. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, God, I've upset a lot of people on airplanes when my timer goes off and it's time to bust open a container of beef and rice. <laughs> oh, man, they hate me on that flight. Um, and real quick, before I forget, you mentioned uh, the, the toy signing. I just want to say thank you for stopping and purchasing. I mean, you did not have to do that. Dave showed up to my first ever signing and purchased an 8x10 and had it signed. And, dude, that really, really touched me. Yeah, that is. That, that just that really made my day uh, that much more special because, you know, you don't have to do that. And uh, to, to stop by and show your support really meant, meant a lot to me. So thank you for that. No, and, and, and you didn't have to mention that. But like, you know, I, I get a lot of flack from some of the other hosts that I'm not going to mention here on the show that I'm cheap. Bully. And I am not because um, <laughs> and, 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 and Mark Wardlow's like, here's an eight by ten. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I am a fan today. I'm a supporter of yours. I'm going to support you. And I, I insisted on paying for it because to me, like, hey, he earned that. You know, with all the work that you've put in and listen, man, you've earned the fact that there are going to be people waiting online to get to meet you, to purchase an 8x10. And I, I'd like to think that here on Busted Open, we've been a supporter from day one because we have been. But like, now it's your time. And I'm sure that there's been a lot of doubters and, and I could tell that you're a very positive person that you probably don't think about yeah. that you accomplished something, but I'm sure it's probably crossed your mind that there are people out there that have doubted you and you kind of showed them with what you were able to do this past Wednesday. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, I've been uh, a bit of a loner my whole life and I've dealt with a lot of, uh, you know, haters or, or people that, you know, try to block your shine or try to bring you down a notch every moment they can. Um, so, yeah, there's probably a lot of people that, uh, yeah, you, like you said, you know, I really don't spend my time thinking about that. Um, you know, but growing up, you are motivated even to this day. You know, you're motivated by hate. You know, I, I don't know if that's just human nature, but yeah. uh, for me personally, when somebody doubts me, when somebody hates on me, when somebody tries to knock me down, it's just better. more motivation to rise up. Yeah, absolutely. So I've dealt with that my whole life, you know, especially looking the way I look growing up where I did. You know, people always had something to say. You, you know, I, I grew up in a real small little country town. And, you know, for a guy that, you know, cleans up nice and takes care of himself and wants to look good, you know, that, that wasn't always you know, that was kind of frowned upon where I was from. So, um, so I've just, I've always dealt with, you know, people hating on me for the way I look or for what I accomplish or whatever that is. But, you know, so I'm used to all that. That's nothing to me. Well, well I'm gonna let you know right off the bat. I'm proud as hell of you. 
and I want you to look out for this. You're going to hear this a lot when you become champion. E- easy kid. No. No easy kid. None of that. Like, be a boss. And it'll translate into uh, how you're perceived in the ring. And I told you in um, in Vegas, um uh, you don't. You're not an ass because you tell people this is the way it's going to be. Because you have to think about, and they have to trust that you want to look good, but you want them to look good. Because without them looking good, you're beating no one. And when that is said to your opponents, um, they got to step in line. They got to jump in in line. So, like, you need any help, you come to me. You know I got you. Um, but I'm, I'm proud of the work. I'm proud of the time. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not shocked or set back or nothing like that, that, you, that it happened this fast. But this ain't normal. This ain't, no, this, this ain't shit that happened every week. So you got to look at yourself like that, too. I want you to keep that shine, keep that polish going. Like, you, bro, you can be the biggest thing in this business, and I'm looking forward to that day. The so guy to get man. paid the most, the guy that, that has the most prestige that we have to almost beg to come on the show. Come on, Warlocky, come on the show. Like, it's It's coming. It's coming. Just remember well, us little never people. Have to beg me to come on the show. Well, you that, Dave? I know. I'm I'm proud of him. <laughs> so, so let me. Ask, there's two questions that I have for you. Like I asked about that moment when the confetti was coming down. What was the moment like for you before you went down that entrance ramp? Before starting that match, like what was going through your head before that match started on Wednesday? Um. Honestly, I'm normally extremely, extremely nervous and on edge and I guess focused, just like tunnel vision type focus. And before the match, that was actually, I was actually much more calm than usual. Um, I don't know why uh, Cash gave me a pretty nice pep talk right before. Um, so that might have helped calm my nerves. Cash and Dax are always helping me out. Those guys are phenomenal. Um, so I think Cash got in my head a little bit and, uh, you know, just reminded me to breathe and have fun and enjoy the moment and really just absorb it. He's like, you know, tonight's, you know, could be one of those nights that you want to remember forever. So make sure you go and absorb it so you can remember it. Um, And I really tried to do that. And I feel like I did do that. And oddly enough, it was the most comfortable I felt in the ring. Um, The only time I can recall this happening was with CM Punk. Um, It was kind of the same experience. That match and this match are the only two times I've really just looked around the crowd and really just looked at people and interacted with people and absorbed the moment and really had fun in the match um, other than getting kicked directly in the balls. Other than that, a lot of fun. <laughs> well, 
Seriously, man, uh, congratulations. This is an amazing moment. Of course, you can see Wardlow on Rampage every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT. And, of course, every single Wednesday, AEW Dynamite at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBS. Wardlow, uh, seriously, congratulations. Enjoy it and can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you, guys. I always appreciate coming on here. Whenever you guys want me on, I'm there. All right, I'll take you up on that. Warlow, your new TNT champion. Warlow, thanks again for the time this morning. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, boys. And also, nice, there it is. You. There's your title. Yeah! TNT champion, oh, Warlow. Yeah, awesome. I Congratulations. Nice. You should, Dad. You're the champion. You should have it with you all the time. Got to break it in. Oh, my God. If I won a championship, which will never happen, Wardlow, I would sleep with that title. I would carry it around. Oh, my God. Or just be in bed with it. Oh, I did. Yeah. Well, (laughs) when I'm sleeping on the Yeah, it's hard not to take this everywhere. Congratulations, my friend. Enjoy. Thank you. I'm Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and host of Black Diamonds, a Sirius XM original podcast. Right now on your podcast feed, I'm telling the story of the great Satchel Paige with Guardians pitcher Tristan McKenzie. To know what he meant to the city of Cleveland is huge to know that I could just drag on his coattails a little bit and feel like I'm a part of his legacy. Don't miss Black Diamonds, available now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash open. That's mintmobile.com slash open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. First and foremost, awesome interview with Wardlow, Mark, and we'll get into that. But um, as right before our interview with Wardlow... um, a lot of uh, a lot of more speculation about the Vince McMahon news. Uh, there was another Wall Street Journal article that has just come out. And Paul, um, I know that you've been doing some research. You read up on the Wall Street Journal again. This the first allegations when it comes to Vince McMahon that first came from the original Wall Street Journal article a few weeks back but i know paul that they just released another article as well yeah so there's lots to break down from this article and let's start here according to the wall street journal the previously unreported settlements of which there were now more that have been reported 12 billion dollars over 16 years for three additional settlements the previously unreported settlements include a seven and a half million dollar pact with a former wrestler who alleged that Mr. McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex and then demoted her and ultimately declined to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters, according to people familiar with the matter. The wrestler and her attorney approached Mr. McMahon in 2018 and negotiated the payment in return for her silence, the people said. And again, that's straight from the Wall Street Journal article. Okay. And I got, I, I, again, this is all alleged. You know, there's no fact. I keep, let me repeat that again. It's alleged, but this is coming from the Wall Street Journal. Again, the original source of when these allegations first started about Vince McMahon. And that was about the paralegal that was w- working in the WWE that supposedly was given money to keep her silence about an affair with Vince McMahon. Also, it was reported that she had also received, uh, a raise from uh, $100,000 to $200,000 during that time period when she was with Vince McMahon. Paul, is there any news about those original allegations in that paralegal in the new article from the Wall Street Journal? There is, and then I want to also go back to the other two because there's information on the two other people. Um, It says here that the former paralegal to whom Mr. McMahon agreed to pay $3 million was brought into the company as a legal assistant in 2019, according to people familiar with the matter. She never applied for the job, these people said. Mr. McMahon had met her at his Stanford condo building where both were living, the people said. WWE placed her in the legal department because the woman's resume said she had attended law school, the people said. The woman often talked with colleagues in the department about her close relationship with Mr. McMahon, the people familiar with the matter said. The talk about Mr. McMahon was so frequent that her boss asked her to stop, saying she was making other employees uncomfortable, according to one of the people. 
And it also you, says you said, in the article, sorry, I just, sorry, Mark, just one more thing is that it also does say in the article directly that um, WWE was considered raising the woman's sa- annual salary from 100000 to around 300000 at Mr. McMahon's direct request, according to people familiar with the matter. The company settled on that base salary that you mentioned of 200000 and a director level position. So, so you're saying that she said that she was a paralegal. So was was she? According, all I know according to the article is that she actually did not apply for the job, but that WWE placed her in the legal department because she had graduated from law school. That it was on her resume. Mm. So it doesn't that's look news. good. If this, if again, these are allegations that are coming from the Wall Street Journal. This is a Wall Street Journal article. This is a follow up to the article that came out of. A, f- a few weeks ago with the original allegations, this is a follow-up article. And again, these are allegations, Mark. We don't know this to be 100% true. This was started with an internal investigation that the WWE was having on Mr. McMahon. So this started as you know an internal investigation yeah. uh, and now was uncovered by the Wall Street Journal. And now they're following up on that. Um, this isn't good. Again, if this is true... This is not good. And this goes beyond moral because when we were first reading about this and the allegations first started, it was more of a moral thing. That's what people are talking about. That's what we're talking about here on Busted Open. That's what callers were talking about. And then I think now it's kind of come out recently, Mark, that that Mr. McMahon and Linda McMahon um, are kind of are almost like separated at this point where there's been a, a lot of reports that for the last decade or more that they haven't even lived together, that uh, it's just on a different level, maybe more of a business level. So it's not even so much of a moral thing, but this is where it gets complicated within the world of the WWE. If you're having affairs with employees, like Paul was just saying that the bosses within the WWE telling this paralegal to stop talking publicly about your relationship with Mr. McMahon because it's making other employees uncomfortable. Because imagine, Mark, somebody being hired without even applying for the job because you're having an affair with Mr. McMahon. And then on top of that, you're talking about it publicly to other employees. That's going to make employees think like, well, wait a second. What do I have to do? Especially when she just got, as Paul just said, reportedly, was going to go from $100,000 a year to $300,000 a year, but even doubling her salary to $200,000 a year. What kind of message does that send to your other female employees that work within the world of the WWE? Now, again, these are allegations. These are things that we're getting from I'm not going to answer that. Yeah. But listen, these are coming from... The Wall Street Journal. This is an article from the Wall Street Journal. I'm not saying that what we're talking about is 100%. This is not the inquirer is what you're saying. Yes. This is not some bullshit. This is serious, serious allegations, as you said, from a reliable news source. And a follow-up article. This isn't just, this is now a follow-up article from the original article that came out a few weeks ago. And the ramifications from that is that at least temporarily Vince McMahon has stepped down as CEO of the WWE and his daughter uh, Stephanie McMahon has stepped in. Now that happened. 
So obviously we've we've heard about these allegations. He stepped down. Now there's more allegations. And now, according to the article, maybe even more examples of hush money being given out to other people, even more than that paralegal. That's what I'm getting from what you said, Paul, correct? That's correct. And then just to follow up on that, I mentioned the one uh, new allegation from a previous wrestler. Then then there are two other allegations that we have. And here's what we know from the Wall Street Journal, again, directly from them. In another previously unreported deal, a WWE contractor presented the company with unsolicited nude photos of Mr. McMahon she reported receiving from him and alleged that he had sexually harassed her on the job, according to people familiar with the woman's 2008 non-disclosure agreement. Mr. McMahon agreed to pay her roughly $1 million, these people said. And then there is one more allegation that says... In a 2006 agreement, a former manager who had worked 10 years for Mr. McMahon before he allegedly initiated a sexual relationship with her was paid $1 million to keep quiet about it, according to people familiar with the deal. Now, in response to this, as we know, WWE is already launching an internal investigation. Mm -hmm. It does say here that the journal, the Wall Street Journal, couldn't determine whether the board probe includes the non-disclosure agreements involving the contractor and the former manager or how far back the investigation will go. A spokesperson for the board's independent directors declined to comment. And one last piece on this is that in a June 8th letter to the journal, Mr. McMahon's attorney, Jerry McDevitt, said that the former paralegal hadn't made any claims of harassment against Mr. McMahon. And as we know already, it says WWE did not pay any monies to the ex-employee on her departure. So meaning that it would have come directly from Mr. McMahon and not WWE. So that obviously clouds things a little bit, at least with the original report uh, about the paralegal within the WWE. Now, that's where it kind of gets muddied because the money did not come from the WWE. It came from Vince McMahon personally. If that money came from the WWE, then we have a real problem with Vince McMahon. And probably more than likely Vince McMahon would be gone from the WWE if he actually used funds from the company. But at the same time, it seems like from this new article that she didn't even apply for the job. As paralegal for the WWE, she was given the job, and it sounds like based on the relationship that she had with Vince McMahon, also doubling her salary, where it seemed like at first thought it might have had even tripled her salary at that time. That's definitely something that's going to be discussed about, but that was a mutual relationship between that paralegal and Vince McMahon. But now these other reports might go even deeper and be more disturbing than that relationship or something that a relationship with an employee that shouldn't be having in the workplace. But but if those other allegations are true, Mark, then you're talking about a lot more disturbing news coming from the world of the WWE. Yeah, um, I mean, it's hard to sit here and say – this is all allegations. It is allegations. But, now, this but, is all coming that's from what, the Wall That's Street exactly yes. what it is. Yes. Um, until they have concrete uh, and they say this is what happened and this is really what it is where the tire meets the road, I, I think that it's best to, like, stay out of it because, you know, you don't want to misquote. But that being said, the Wall Street Journal um, – they're not going to print any bullshit, you know. So 
um, you could take this and put it in your pipe and smoke it, as my my mom used to say. Uh, man, that's it's pretty damning. It, it, it does sound it, and again, like what you just said, Mark. It is allegations. We don't know what is true and what's not true, but it does look bad, and it does look bad on the WWE and. You know, perception sometimes is reality. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what the perception of the WWE is going to be moving forward when this these allegations become more public. And it is going to become more public. And I said it, Mark, a few weeks ago when we first had this discussion. If things are true, you're going to hear more stories coming out of this. And it's probably more than just that one story. Now we're hearing that there are three more stories of three other employees of the WWE coming forward. Now, that first one with the paralegal, obviously it seems like it was a mutual relationship, though it's not really probably ethics-wise the right thing to do, having an affair with an employee, getting a job for somebody based on that relationship, and giving a raise to somebody based on that relationship. That is obviously, Mark, if this is true. If you're a female employee with the WWE, what's your thought process when you have somebody that works in the WWE? And it sounds like from this latest article from the Wall Street Journal, she was almost, you know, talking, talking and bragging publicly about this relationship with Mr. McMahon. Now, other employees hear that. And if you're a female or just an employee in general, you're like, well, wait a second. What? This is what you need to do to get a job? This is what you need to do? To, to double your salary or get a raise? I mean, come on. That is not what you want to do as a publicly traded company or a company that their mandate right now is to be more family-oriented. So that is definitely a strike against the WWE, a damning strike against the WWE, if these allegations are true. But more disturbing are these new allegations that come from this article because it does. it seems like... You, now you're talking about words like harassment. And when you start throwing those types of words out there, now it's an unsafe workplace in the WWE if these allegations are true. Now, again, I am not going to damn somebody until I know it's 100% fact. But, man, these, these are dis, this is disturbing news coming from this latest Wall Street Journal article, Mark. Wow. I mean... Our business is predicated on being able to transcend age groups. Uh, Perception is reality that I was taught at that company. So you wanted to be perceived as you are and Mm -hmm. not what people are saying. What people are saying, you will be perceived by, especially... If it's like the Wall Street Journal. I mean, who cares what Tom, Dick, and Harry says? There's there's really no validity to it. But this, jeez. And, and Mark, it's heartbreaking. If, if this is true, again, if this is true, these are allegations. Like you said, it's a credible source like the Wall Street Journal. But if this is true and there are signs of harassment and then women in that workplace feeling unsafe and feeling like they're being harassed, that's heartbreaking. You know, and I we don't know who it is. And please, I hope this is what I'm hoping. This is where, like, you know, opinions and things like that can hurt. I I really do hope 
that that people don't go to social media and start guessing and start throwing out names because we don't know who these people are. We don't know the names. This is not a time to start playing the guessing game and like looking at, all right, who left the company in 2005? Who is, you know, at the top of the card in 2005? Who may have been let go around that time period? Now is not time to play the guessing game because whether it is that person or not that person, this is not what they want to deal with right now. If it's somebody that wasn't a part of it, they don't want their name attached to it. But if it was, and we're talking about a victim here, it is that word. It's a victim. So the last thing I want is that victim to be harassed at this time. So I hope that especially the people that are listening to my voice right now, don't start playing the guessing game and start tagging people and throwing people's name out there on social media. Because if it's not that person, they don't want to be attached to it. And if it is, God forbid, they don't want to have to now go through this all over and again. Relive it. Yes, and when they when they've gotten past it. And again, these are allegations. It's not a hundred percent true, but man. This is damning if it is true. These reports from the Wall Street Journal. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen. And... Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.